I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Hockey on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. In today's episode, quick recap of Sunday's action, some injury news, waiver wire recommendations, breaking down the Monday schedule, and some DFS tips. First, something a little different. The NWHL Fantasy Hockey League. Uh, you know, the NWHL is obviously running a, uh, a shortened schedule this year. They're doing a two-week uh, season in Lake Placid, New York, starting January 23rd. So Mike Murphy uh, from IceGarden.com has created a fantasy game. Uh, you can build your roster. Uh, priced, the players are all priced uh, differently based on their uh, past production. Uh, and, you know, f- fill it out. It gives you one more reason to watch. Uh, so check out uh, IceGarden.com. Uh, and entries are due Wednesday, June 20th at 8 p.m. So let's move on, take a look at uh, Sunday's action in the National Hockey League. Pittsburgh Penguins win 4-3 over uh, Washington uh, in a shootout. Uh, Much-needed win uh, for Penguins to get off the schneid, and uh, Washington Capitals sniper Alex Ovechkin uh, got off the schneid as well, scoring his first goal, adding an assist. Uh, Ovechkin had 11 shot attempts, six shots on goal, uh, pretty quality performance from him. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, uh, the Capital Center, chipped in to assist. The other game on Sunday saw the Chicago Blackhawks lose their third straight, uh, dropping a 5-2 decision to the Florida Panthers. Panthers left winger Jonathan Huberdeau uh, scored a goal, had two assists uh, to lead the way. Florida center Itu Luostarinen uh, had a goal and an assist. Uh, and Chicago defenseman Duncan Keith had two assists in the game. Uh, I guess of note is that Panthers defenseman Keith Yandel did play. Uh, and, you know, carried on his Ironman streak. Uh, he also scored a goal. Uh, so, you know, keep that in mind uh, that uh, he, he's not quite done in Florida yet, but um, we I don't know how secure his spot is in the lineup. He he saw the, uh, the sixth most uh, even strength ice time among uh, Panthers defensemen in that game, uh, a game that they had in hand pretty comfortably uh, against Chicago. Now, some other uh, injuries and roster adjustments. Uh, first up, Winnipeg Jets right winger Patrick Laine is out for Monday's game in Toronto uh, with an upper body injury. Laine was a force uh, in Winnipeg's first game. He was engaged, making plays, scoring goals, defending teammates. Uh, he was a really valuable player. And so that's going to hurt the Jets. Uh, would be a great opportunity for someone like Jack Roslovic, uh, but he's also sitting out uh, awaiting a trade. Uh, so looks like Matthew Perot. Uh, we'll join Paul Stastny and Kyle Connor on Winnipeg's second line. Uh, Toronto rookie uh, left winger Nick Robertson suffered a knee injury against Ottawa on Saturday. Uh, and the Leafs uh, put Aaron Dell and Jason Spets on waivers. Uh, more on that in a minute. Um, but there is some lineup shuffling coming to Toronto. Uh, defenseman Miko Lettinen uh, is expected to make his debut Monday uh, against Winnipeg as uh, Toronto is going to be going with 11 forwards and 7D, it appears. Uh, now, Spezza uh, cleared waivers, uh, likely because he had basically said he would retire rather than play anywhere else. So uh, he's staying put. But the New Jersey Devils uh, grabbed Aaron Dell. Uh, and Dell isn't great, uh, but he did have a 908 save percentage in four seasons for San Jose, uh, basically as the backup for Martin Jones. And you know what? For a Devils team that lost Corey Crawford to retirement uh, shortly before the season started, uh, Dell's an obvious upgrade uh, in the backup spot uh, behind Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, now, the Edmonton Oilers are still looking for a backup goaltender with Mike Smith injured, uh, and they surely would have taken Dell too, uh, but he fills the need for New Jersey, and they had priority. Uh, of course, Toronto would have loved to have Dell as the organization's number three netminder, uh, particularly given some uncertainty at the position on the NHL roster, right, Frederick Anderson? Uh, but having an overqualified number three 
uh, does bring it with, with it some risk. Uh, and that risk is that you can lose that player on waivers. Uh, now, Dell is not especially relevant for fantasy, uh, though uh, his presence in New Jersey may allow uh, New Jersey to give Mackenzie Blackwood more rest. And now there's um, sort of a two-prong uh, effect there is that one, uh, it means Blackwood probably doesn't have to play quite as much. Uh, and that, and so, you know, there's not as many opportunities to accrue fantasy points, I suppose. Uh, at the same time, uh, if he's more rested, he might actually perform better in the games that he does play. So uh, <laughs> it's hard to say whether the arrival of Aaron Dell uh, matters a whole lot to uh, Mackenzie Blackwood's uh, fantasy output, but uh, it certainly bears watching because Blackwood uh, has a chance to be uh, a pretty solid goaltender, uh, even on a, a not-so-great Devils team. Uh, a couple more injuries uh, to cover here. Uh, Boston right winger Craig Smith, who missed the Bruins opener, did play in their second game against New Jersey, skating on a line with Charlie Coyle and Nick Ritchie. Uh, and now Boston right winger Andre Kasha suffered an upper body injury uh, after taking a hit from Devils winger Miles Wood. This is not, I repeat not, the first time Andre Kasha has been injured. Uh, Vancouver defenseman Alexander Edler uh, dealing with a lower body injury. Uh, Winnipeg defenseman Tucker Pullman is on the COVID-19 list. Uh, Pittsburgh defenseman Mike Matheson has an upper body injury and is out indefinitely. Uh, and a couple of Red Wings forwards uh, missed Monday's action. Uh, left winger Adam Ernie and center Robbie Fabry uh, are on the COVID list. Uh, on Monday, that meant Michael Rasmussen and Franz Nielsen uh, were inserted into the Red Wings lineup. So I have lots of analysis at scottcollinhockey.substack.com. Uh, it's free to sign up. Are we ready for some playoff football? The National Football League heads into conference championship weekend and it looks like a couple of great matchups. There's only one place that will have you covered and it's one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Drop in $500, they will put $250 more in your account. Now, as we head into the conference championship games in the National Football League, we've got Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into Green Bay for a classic matchup between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. In the uh, AFC, we've got the Buffalo Bills, the hottest team in football, uh, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, provided Patrick Mahomes is healthy, it looks like a great matchup. Uh, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. now let's move to the fantasy waiver wire and we'll start in philadelphia where uh, an injury to sean couturier he's out for at least a couple of weeks with a rib injury we've uh, probably looking at, at quite a shuffle uh, in terms of value for the flyers uh, the most obvious guys i suppose to to add would be kevin hayes uh, and even jakob voracek voracek's uh, only owned in you know 48 49 percent of uh, leagues and you know given that uh, he still plays a prominent role for the flyers uh that's uh, he, he can be worth your while. Uh, the other options in Philadelphia are uh, longer shots, sort of for deeper leagues or, uh, you know, wing and a prayer kind of things. Uh, Morgan Frost, rookie center, who had seven points in 20 games uh, for the Flyers last year. He's moved up uh, to take Couturier's spot uh, between Oscar Lindblom and Travis Konechny. Uh, and so, and Frost does have some offensive upside. Uh, is a quality prospect, certainly, you know, worth your consideration, uh, but really... Uh, you probably should have better options uh, available to you right now. 
and you know Lindblom is, is certainly playing on that line with uh, um, with Frost and and Konechny. He is, I mean, he's an amazing story. Uh, having re- recovered from uh, bone cancer uh, that he that kept him out of the lineup last year, but you know, even before uh, he he was. Uh, diagnosed last season he had 11 goals in 30 games and and so there was some upside there and uh the fact that he's back and healthy and has a couple goals in a couple of games to start the season for uh the flyers uh Lindblom is worth considering on the left wing uh you can also consider uh nolan patrick who missed all of last season uh for the flyers with migraines uh but he not only is he back and playing for uh philadelphia but uh he's um you know playing well uh, particularly for a guy who missed all that time. And so uh, with Couturier out, Patrick uh, may see more time. And, and certainly the, the player who everybody raced to grab uh, uh, last week was Joel Farabee, uh, who had four points in uh, the Flyers opener. Now, Farabee is, is not a real high-end point producer, I don't think. Uh, had 21 points in 52 games as a rookie last season. Uh, and that does mean he's not a useful player, uh, quality uh, player who can move around their lineup, uh, but I don't expect him uh, to be in a real offensive role uh, for the Flyers. Another team uh, where you you know might be able to find a lot of fantasy value uh, on the waiver wire is Arizona. And understandably, people weren't drafting players uh, off the Coyotes uh, this season. The, their top scorer last year was Nick Schmaltz. He had 45 points. And you know if if you're not getting offense uh, from those guys, you know what what is the uh, the real appeal? Uh, and, but there, there are some guys who, because they're sort of shallow offensively, the guys at the top end of their roster still have some uh, some appeal, I guess. And one is Phil Kessel. You know, Kessel has three goals in the first two games, and, you know, he's not going to keep scoring on 60% of his shots. But you have to keep in mind that, that Kessel has a long, productive career. Uh, even doing so on bad teams, he just had, he was particularly terrible last year. Uh, and so it, it's understandable if people want to write him off uh, based on that production last year. He only had 38 points. Uh, but uh, if maybe he, if Kessel is more engaged this season and uh, he, he still has the, uh, and still has the skill to do it, then, you know, maybe he's worth your while off the waiver wires. Uh, similarly, uh, Clayton Keller, another really skilled player, but he is a skilled player who had 44 points last season. And uh, for fantasy owners, Keller and Kessel don't offer you much in terms of, say, hits and blocks. <laughs> so uh, you really need them to produce. And uh, they're both off to good starts right now uh, through a couple of games uh, for whatever that's worth. But, you know, if you're looking to make up for an injury or, um, you know, get rid of somebody who's off to a slow start, Kessel and Keller uh, are at least skilled guys with high-end upside that you know maybe maybe could pan out for you. Uh, I guess some secondary options in Arizona uh, go with Connor Garland, who's played a couple of seasons there and, and been productive, uh, but sort of quietly productive. He, he doesn't get a ton of power play time. Uh, what he's done early this season, he's generated quite a few shots, uh, and you know that makes him uh, a little more appealing. And, and I also think that because he's you know, been there for a couple of seasons that they're prepared to, to give Gar- Garland a significant role, uh, particularly on a team that doesn't have uh, a lot of proven scorers. Uh, and Christian Dvorak, uh, center, who is, uh, I guess, effectively the number one center uh, for Arizona. And, you know, he, ha- he hasn't been scoring a bunch yet, but he's playing a lot. Uh, and, you know, just given the, the opportunities to play in that role um, may uh, be worth your while uh, in fantasy. Uh, and it, with Oliver Ekman Larson uh, injured, uh, you may want Jacob Chikrin uh, on the blue line. 
So uh, a few more names uh, to consider uh, on the fantasy waiver wire. Uh, Tyler Toffoli, who's off to a slow start uh, in Montreal, but you know he has a strong track record, uh, and it looks like he has a good team around him, and uh, the opportunity should be there uh, for Toffoli. Uh, and this, you know, the fact that you might be able to scoop him off your waiver wire now, uh, you know, maybe a week from now or two weeks from now, that won't be possible. Uh, Senators rookie Tim Stutzla. Uh, Scored a brilliant first goal on a one-timer against Toronto on Saturday. But I don't think there's any rush to, to get him in, in redraft leagues. He's playing you know, 13 and a half minutes a game for the Sens right now. And, and the, the team, well, Ottawa looked, I, I suppose, better against Toronto than they might have expected to be. I don't know that we're to the point yet where you think, oh, they have a good supporting cast to, uh, to bring this uh, 19-year-old rookie along into, into being productive right away. Uh, in Pittsburgh, Brandon Tanev. Uh, off to a decent start offensively, playing with Mark Jankowski and Jared McCann. Uh, but if, as long as Tanev gives you anything on offense, he has a chance to be uh, really valuable for fantasy because he'll give you hits and blocks. Right now, he has 21 hits through three games. Now, you know, that's not going to last uh, that the rate of seven hits a game. Uh, but uh, Tanev will get you a bunch of hits, uh, and he blocks shots at a really high rate for a winger. Uh, Ricard Raquel, the Anaheim Ducks, off to a slow start. Uh, for Anaheim, but he still plays significant minutes. And, you know, my whole point on Raquel coming into the season was that he was, you know, maybe a a sleeper type pick because uh, his percentages have been down for the past couple of seasons compared to what what they were the previous few seasons. Uh, And I think we're kind of still in that spot where Raquel is generating shots. If if they start to go in, uh, you know, the value could uh, could take off. Uh, Jason Zucker, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Again, we're back to Pittsburgh. Uh, they got off to a <laughs> tough start against uh, Philadelphia. Uh, and so Zucker is playing with Evgeny Malkin. Uh, and now neither one of them have done much uh, through the first three games. Uh, but th- that's more just a, look, these are two good players in and the circumstance for Zucker of playing with a high-end center like Malkin. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't uh, ignore that just because he's had a, gone three games without a point. Uh, Vincent Trocek of Carolina. He has one goal uh, in the first two games uh, for Carolina, but he has 10 shots on goal. And uh, Hurricanes head coach Rod Brindamore raved uh, about Trocek uh, coming into the season. And so I'm, I was you know, also touting Trocek as a bit of a sleeper coming into the year um, because, yeah, well, one, because I really like uh, his all-around game uh, in terms of point production. He gives you hits uh, from center, which is uh, not the most common thing. Uh, but he's also a little further away from uh, the broken ankle that he had a few years ago that uh, really seemed to affect his game Uh, and you know maybe now that he's had some distance from it uh, you know he's healthy and productive again a couple more uh, to consider off your waiver wire Jake DeBrusque uh, of Boston uh, only uh, rostered in 16% of Yahoo leagues and the Bruins are still kind of stuck rotating bodies uh, on the right side of Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron on the top line and right now, it looks like DeBrusque might be the one who gets a shot there. And, you know, really, anybody who gets a shot there is worth your, uh, worth your consideration. Uh, but uh, DeBrusque might be one who, who has the, the skill to, to actually keep up and, and maybe hold it for longer than a period or two. Uh, and Chicago Blackhawks defenseman Adam Boquist, even though he got benched uh, for a while against Florida uh, on Sunday night, Boquist, he has upside on that Chicago blue line and could be a, a potential power play quarterback. So I would uh, consider him as well. Uh, when we come back, we will look at uh, the Monday schedule 
uh, on betonline.ag, as well as some DFS tips. So Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They have a bunch of great flavors. My favorites, peanut butter, brownie, and salted caramel. But they're all low-fat, low-carb, high-protein, on a convenient bar. Now they've added six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. I think the caramel brownie is the one for me. Uh, now look, I've been trying to shed quarantine pounds at an outdoor boot camp for a couple of months, and I had some success. But I leaned right into it with Built Bar as part of my post-workout routine. It gives my muscles the protein boost they need. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll find 20% off your next order. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. Enjoy the best protein bar on the planet. Don't miss another big hockey story. Start your week off with Locked On NHL. Every Monday, Locked On Kings host Sarah Avampato interviews local experts covering the biggest stories in hockey. Get reactions to blockbuster trades, deep dives on the teams destined to be at the top of the standings, and analysis of hockey's hottest stars. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy NHL on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to LockedOnFantasyHockey at gmail.com. So, let's take a look at the day schedule on BetOnline.ag. And, and we'll pick up in the, in the evening because the Detroit and uh, Columbus are going early on Monday. Uh, so, Boston, minus 134 against the New York Islanders. I, I'd like the Bruins to be favored in that game. Uh, I'm not quite in there at 134. Uh, my model has them around minus 124. Uh, but uh, I don't particularly like uh, the Islanders enough to, uh, to take them as underdogs in that case. Uh, Toronto, minus 168 against Winnipeg. Uh, that's a you know, pretty sizable uh, spot for, for the Leafs to be favored. Uh, I've got them around minus 154 uh, in my model. And look, the fact that Patrick Laine is not there for Winnipeg, I think that that's going to have people you know, tilting towards Toronto and, and that could be justified. Uh, at the same time, uh, this is the type of game where uh, goaltender Connor Hellebuck uh, for Winnipeg could uh, prove the difference, uh, particularly if Frederick Anderson uh, isn't great in that uh, for Toronto. Uh, Philadelphia, minus 146 uh, versus Buffalo. Uh, and look, Buffalo was much more competitive in their second game of the season uh, against Washington. And I think they, they'll probably give Philadelphia uh, a handful. Uh, I, have, I have Philly minus 135 on, on my model. Uh, and I guess part of it is to see what happens with Philadelphia without Sean Couturier, uh, whether they can, I, I think they have the depth that they can, they can withstand this, uh, but uh, that, that might be uh, some area of vulnerability uh, that they don't have, you know, the ideal center uh, for them to throw out there at Jack Eichel uh, for Buffalo. Uh, San Jose uh, might consider them at plus 161, uh, against St. Louis because I, I have St. Louis uh, favored by minus 156 in that in that game and uh, is I don't think uh, the Sharks are an especially strong team but I think they're probably better this year than they were last year uh, and case of St. Louis 
uh, you know, we kind of got to see two different versions of them uh, in Colorado to start the season. First, first game, St. Louis was fantastic and looked great against uh, the team that might be the best team in the league. And then in the second game, uh, they were completely overmatched. And uh, so that, that might make them uh, a little bit vulnerable uh, at the price. You know, certainly if you just had to pick a straight winner there, St. Louis would be uh, an easier pick, I guess. Uh, but uh, given the price, uh, I might lean the other way. Uh, Carolina, uh, minus 120 in Nashville. Uh, I'm pretty high on Carolina this season. Um, and in this case, uh, I have them minus 122, so I don't really have uh, uh, a real value play uh, to be had there. Uh, and, and honestly, as, as I'm high on Carolina, I'm also, I suppose, reasonably high on Nashville, uh, but uh, I don't think... Uh, I don't think they're quite as good as Carolina, at least not until uh, uh, Nashville kind of gets their full complement of, of players. You know, Michael Granlund and, uh, you know, to maybe round out their forward uh, group a little bit more. Uh, Edmonton is, is slight underdogs uh, at home against Montreal. They're minus 104. Uh, but, you know, Montreal is going to play Jake Allen, their backup goaltender in this game. Uh, Edmonton is you know, bizarrely uh, going to be sitting defenseman Ethan Bear uh, as they're trying to rotate uh, bodies in on, on the back end. But, you know, <laughs> there are some questionable decisions being made around the league right now about who's playing and who's not. And, uh, and Ethan Bear being a healthy scratch for Edmonton doesn't seem like, uh, you know, the, the best management uh, of that roster. Uh, Calgary is minus 141 uh, at home against Vancouver. Um, my model has Calgary minus 129. Uh, I think the the real you know the difference for that game uh, the other night when they played was Jacob Markstrom. You know Vancouver got to see what they what they lost uh, is that Markstrom was really great uh, in shutting out uh, the Canucks and you know maybe he could do it again. Uh, but I also think that you know that Vancouver uh, could look at that and think that okay if if they could just start uh, you know put a few into. Uh, into the net because they're generating enough shots. Well, you know, maybe they have, maybe they have a fighting chance in that one. Now, the one uh, game that I do like on this schedule, uh, Anaheim uh, plus 123 uh, against Minnesota wild. Uh, The, uh, on my model, I have Anaheim favored uh, minus 122. And the, I guess the thing that I would suggest you remember is, is that uh, Anaheim's first couple games were against Vegas. Uh, while Minnesota's first couple of games were against Los Angeles Kings. Uh, And there's a difference there. And and so, you know, the fact that Anaheim wasn't as good as Vegas uh, is, you know, maybe to be expected, uh, but that doesn't mean that they're, you know, completely hopeless. Uh, Whereas Minnesota being, you know, just good enough uh, to take a couple of overtime uh, games against the Kings doesn't mean that they're great. And so, uh, you know, I think think Anaheim at home there might be... uh, a lively underdog. Uh, last game of the night, uh, Vegas is minus 190 uh, against Arizona. Uh, my model has Vegas in minus 173. So I, I but I'm not sure I, I <laughs> as much as I'm touting the, the potential value of uh, the fantasy value of guys like Kessel and Keller and Garland, uh, I don't know that I like Arizona uh, to pull that off a, as an upset. So uh, let's move on. We'll look at DFS tips uh, for Monday night. And on DraftKings, Montreal center Philippe Deneau, $3,900 uh, against Edmonton. Uh, you know, Deneau doesn't play on the power play, so there's obviously a, at least not a big role in the power play. It's, so it's a, a limit to his appeal, uh, but he's also uh, great at five-on-five five, uh, with Thomas Tatar and uh, Brendan Gallagher 
Uh, Philadelphia center, Nolan Patrick is $3,700. As I mentioned, uh, you know, it's a great story that Patrick is healthy and, and playing again, but, but he's also uh, a candidate to play more uh, in the absence of Sean Couturier. Uh, St. Louis center, Robert Thomas, just $3,200, uh, you know, going up against San Jose and, and certainly playing in a, in a top six role uh, for the Blues. There's a chance for, for Thomas to produce there. Uh, Edmonton left winger Dominic Cahoon is just $3,100. Um, he's playing on the left side with uh, Leon Dreisaitl and Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, really, anybody who's in that position uh, is worth your interest. Uh, Vegas right winger Riley Smith, $3,600. Uh, and Smith is uh, almost always underrated because he, he's kind of quietly productive. A uh, guy who does a lot of, you know, the quote-unquote little things, which don't always uh, give you fantasy value. Uh, but he, uh, he scores enough. Uh, to be of interest and certainly plays a lot, so he gets the opportunities. Uh, Minnesota defenseman Jared Spurgeon, uh, just $3,700 uh, in Anaheim. Uh, and Buffalo defenseman Rasmus Dahlin, $4,000 uh, against Philadelphia. I'm going to keep banging the drum here on Rasmus Dahlin. I, I think he's supposed to uh, take a step forward this year uh, after his second season. wasn't necessarily ideal. Uh, and if he does then uh, you're going to see those prices go up. But right now, uh, there's a chance to get some some value there. Uh, and uh, if I'm going to take Anaheim uh, against Minnesota, might as well ride uh, Ducks goaltender John Gibson, $7,400 uh, on DraftKings. Uh, Gibson didn't have uh, great success against Vegas uh, early in the season, the first couple of games. But uh, as I said, playing Vegas is not the same as... Um, you know, Minnesota playing Los Angeles or in the case of the Ducks here, uh, Anaheim playing Minnesota. So let's give John Gibson a shot. And that'll do it for today. Enjoy the games tonight. I will see you tomorrow. You can check out my work at The Athletic and at scottcullenhockey.substack.com where it is free to sign up. Uh, Also, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Finally seeing a little bit of player movement. It's not a lot, but I'll take anything this offseason. So find these podcasts, subscribe, and rate them on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.